International. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, everybody in between. This is Feature This, a fan edit podcast. So today, it's the month of October, <laughs> visiting a special guest here today, Ethan. Hello. Hello. Donna, hello. Hi. Ethan and Donna from Gary Town Massacre, co-founders mm. of Bytesape International and all the great mm. uh, podcasts associated to it, including this one. Uh, in fact, if you uh, were subscribed to the Gary Town Massacre and going, what the heck is this feature this thing? Yeah. Uh, well, these episodes come out uh, every other week or so and, you know, every other... Gary Busey episode is a feature this episode, uh-huh. and that's why you're hearing my voice doing the introduction uh, ever so eloquently, just like Ethan does it during the Gary Busey episodes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. And uh, so the, the topic of the day, uh, it's October. So, it's uh, October, baby. October. So it's all Ooh. it's all scary and Fright Fest stuff for... Uh, Fright Fest stuff. For uh, for not the not just uh, the feature of this uh, uh, episodes, but also for Gary Busey Town. So uh, anybody subscribing and listening, uh, y'all can anticipate those kind of shows and uh, all month, all month long. And I'm not sure when this episode is going to drop in the middle of October. Couple sometimes, of weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's probably cool. this next week. Is, it's probably currently October sixth. Uh, yeah, third. It's the, today's the third, the, but. Well, oh, the second, but it's gonna, it's going to be the this is going to be the tenth. It's going to okay. hello week and a half. <laughs> hello, October tenth. All right, and uh, you two happen to be uh, 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 great uh, additions for these kinds of mo- these kinds of movies uh, because you guys have like uh, a special affinity for the horror genre. I like um, it. Yeah. Dude, I love horror movies. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> now, Dude, I love horror. Let me, movies. I, I want to ask you guys if you like uh, questions. Like uh, now that you've seen like as many horror films as as you have, how good does a horror film have to be before it kind of works for you? Because I feel like it you doesn't. Get, you can I, 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 I watch shitty ones. And I like shitty ones. You yeah, won't like or you will like. I will. Oh, okay. We've talked about this so many times. There's like a line for shitty because there are some that are just bad for instance the movie that we discussed for gary Busey mm-hmm. last, uh, last night which for the listener will be last week right um that movie was just bad also yeah. not really that much of a horror movie but like then there's also movies like zodiac killer which yeah. is kind of a horror movie but it's shitty and that's what makes it good uh yeah i mean yeah, I mean, there's like there's like movies that are t- 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 technically like bad that are horror that I really like, and then there's movies that are supposed to be good that horror that I don't like. What about uh, there's that sensation of like dread and fear that a great horror film can sort of elicit? Do you guys still get that on that lower tier kind of stuff, or is yeah. it a different kind of appeal? almost more so because they do just shitty jump scares. And so, like, shitty jump scares don't require good writing, but they're still scary. Like, I mean, you can't deny that something just popping out is fucking terrifying. Yeah. yeah. I'm more afraid of concepts, I think. Concepts can be really scary. I mean, because there's jump scare and then there's, like, kind of concept. We've seen a lot of, like, horror movies in the theaters together and Mm -hmm. we've watched a lot together. Mm -hmm. But, like, you guys both know that, like, I jump. Yeah, all the time. Right, like right. it does not yeah. take much to make me like fly out of my seat. <laughs> yeah. I did it twice during this movie, and I've yeah. seen this movie like a hundred times. Right, right. Uh, um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I'm I lean more towards your camp, Donna, where the ideas of something tends to tends to be the thing that kind of scares me more than you know the jump scare. So and you know, look, everybody's susceptible to jump scares. That's why well, they, I feel like jump scares are like in the moment scares, and then like heady scares are like a little bit. They'll draw out like when you're like going to sleep, and you're like, Ugh. yeah. And I think uh, there's a 
to me a jump scare is like you said it's it's in the moment and as soon as it's done i it's done it's like done. you can't revisit you forget about it you can't revisit it in your sleep at night you mm-hmm. know like remember that time when the thing came out and there was really loud noise <laughs> oh my god like yeah. you can't you can't and you can't think on it and and kind of get kind of dwell i remember like to, not to retread too much old ground but when blair witch the original came out mm-hmm. in the theater i remember thinking at home how crazy and creepy it would be to kind of be a little lost in the forest and then to see those little stick figure men mm-hmm. just kind of draped everywhere without explanation yeah. like that would freak me the fuck out like you know? i think uh, like a jump scare that uh does go deeper and like the only one that i can think of off the top of my head is help yourself my friend <laughs> that's producer ethan drinking my water uh <laughs> Um, a jump scare that does stand out in my mind as being like the upper echelon of jump scares. Uh, I would say Japanese horror in general, but specifically in Juon, mm. uh, which is the grudge, the grudge yeah. not the American one. Uh. Uh, yeah, but there's like, a, because it's not just a jump scare, like you get in American horror cinema. Right, right. It's also the tension and yes. the music in the background, mm, which yeah. is like, 90% of what makes like Japanese horror so immaculate. Yeah. One of my greatest uh, film experiences of all time was when I first moved here to Austin. There was some kind of fest going on and a friend of mine invited me to this midnight showing of this crazy Japanese horror movie. And oh, I was like, nice. yeah, sure, whatever. And so uh, we go in and we go see this thing. And I think it, I don't, I don't even remember what theater it was. Like it, I was too new here to Austin to recollect. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it must have been the draft house. It's the only thing that could have made sense. But anyway, like Midnight showing of Juon. Everybody Ooh. there wanted to see it. Everybody nice. was psyched for it. And like that movie just worked. Yeah. Like it just killed on everybody in that crowd. It was yeah. one of the best experiences. I tried to recreate that with my friends. Like, you got to see this Japanese horror movie called Juon. Like, okay, yeah. And we put it together. Like, it's a completely different feeling watching it on, like, yeah. you know, a little, you know, four by three back then, a little four by three, you know, a television uh, in somebody's apartment that's well lit with three people who are, you know, yeah. got, going back and forth for sodas. And it's like, yeah. like, it could, it didn't work, mm-hmm. but it only worked in that setting. And it was amazing. Horror works really setting. well in the theater. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it. I think it makes like a nice kind of community experience, like watching it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm like thinking. I if, don't like seeing horror movies. Well, yeah, in the you don't theater. like people yelling. Well, now you guys. Well, there's re- you too guys, much noise. You guys yeah. just did. Uh, I would. I thought it was a horror movie. This horror movie with the the Juon versus uh, the Grudge yeah. versus yeah, the Grudge versus Ray. Kayako. Yeah. Y'all are high praising that. How was that yeah. experience in the cinema? Well, so that's an exception, though. I I will go see horror movies in the theater as often as I can uh, because I just like to see horror movies. Um, the I don't like going to see them in the theater because uh, the audience is so loud that I feel like, especially with a lot of modern horror movies that are dealing with like sub bass frequencies and like little like audio tricks in the background, you're missing all of that because the audience is like, even when you go to the draft house or Violet crown or wherever, like a theater where they they don't want you talking. Right. There's still just like people eating chips and queso right. or like someone like slams their drink down or is shuffling or whatever. And you miss like so much of the gold of the movies, you mm. know? I don't know. I mean, the sound's but, always so much better than in the theater. But uh, Fantastic Fest is an exception because Fantastic Fest is all, it's all industry people and people that fucking love that kind of stuff so that energy just like my experience that energy just goes through the room and everybody's locked into what's happening on the screen well yeah and just people are respectful like they're i mean if the crowd's right i think it's nice Yeah, yeah yeah um there's a um you know we were talking the there's something about nightmare on elm street let's just get that out of the way that's what we're talking about here is a particular fan edit of nightmare on elm street if we want to go that far it's a it's sort of an interesting little project Uh, but i want to talk some time about the original um before launching into the edit um i i feel like uh mike's kind of like like a bird's eye view of uh of of nightmare on elm street is i think the uh the sum is less than uh, the parts. Uh, 
What do you mean? Of the entire series or the, the movie? Just the, the original movie. Okay. The original yeah. movie. Like, I can take away a lot of parts of, like, the individually. Like, man, that is so awesome. And this is so good. And so, and like, yeah. but sometimes when you put it all together in a movie, it, it kind of, I don't know if it, it, it sags under a, a weight of um, of something. Uh, maybe it's just not, maybe Wes Craven doesn't quite have the directorial flair to really sell the ideas. Because the ideas are amazing. And I can think about the ideas. And, like, that's the thing that... What what do you think doesn't hit? I'm like trying to figure out what, what you think. There's doesn't something hit. weird with the story, like the gravitas of the story and how long it takes to come to the realization makes this movie weird. I, I think, uh, to you me, know, yeah, I, I, I'm going to second that actually. Cause I watched, I watched this recently in preparation for watching this fan edit. And, um, I, I think what happens is, there's that moment there's a, this thing that happens in horror where the first act is sort of like these normal people are doing normal things and then the introduction to the crazy thing yeah. and then somewhere in act two everybody sort of accepts that this is the crazy thing and now we have to like change gears how are we going to deal with it yeah. um, the the movie uh, like Nancy her character kind of starts to get into that but nobody else around her seems to you know jump on board and be part of that conversation none of the adults ever seem to kind of like care sw- switch over <laughs> or care uh, even um, uh, da, 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 Johnny Depp's character seems yeah. weirdly immune to what's going on well, which he I, falls asleep like three times when yeah, she tells him to stay awake but he but it's weird because his character on some like you know he's somehow he plays like he is having the nightmares another time where he's not and 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 uh and i don't know if they're trying to like sell this payoff at the end where you don't think he's going to be affected and then all of a sudden he gets his dramatic death scene yeah i I don't know there and then there's like you know the 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 acting is is not the best let's face it you know like nancy is a great uh character and uh she needs i don't know she needs the care of a better director who can kind of work with you know her her talents and I don't know. The, this, there's sort of a weight that kind of feels on it, and um, and it kind of holds it back. I think from all the tremendously good ideas that it has. I agree. I think that there's a lot of issues with the characters themselves, where their like their motivation, or just not even motivation, but like the thing that should be what that character represents is so wishy washy. Like that's a big thing in improv. Like where you i you have two distinct relationships opinions on a thing mm. right so like you're always the no guy and i'm always the yes guy or right. whatever and like that dichotomy is what allows something to happen and in right. this movie johnny depp is the longest lasting character aside from nancy and he never says that he's having nightmares although he alludes to it several times right there are several like throwaway lines that are like oh yeah like i'm pretty nervous so i'm eating a cheeseburger or whatever (laughs) and it's just like okay but then uh, the other side of that is that the the mom should have a stronger emotional reaction to this knowledge of freddy krueger like why would anyone know about that Mm-hmm. except for y'all right yeah. and then the dad in the other house that the dad of johnny depp he says like i think it's freddy krueger like why would he think that well that's that to be fair now that was in this version not in any not, not, not in the other oh, theatrical really? versions yeah well that's stupid <laughs> that's a stupid line because it, it doesn't make yeah like the whole thing i don't get is like there's like this utility thing of like people like especially like authority figures not caring in this movie and it's like so frustrating to the point that it's like not it's just annoying like when she's like if you if you were outside if you were standing outside right now and you saw someone break open a window and say help me please come help me mm-hmm. would you like be like oh i don't know uh, like, yeah yeah, yeah. Like, that kind of looks like it's out of my like the, the decisions don't make any sense there's also a huge issue not to like completely jump to the end of the movie but since we are talking about right. that right now yeah. right. there's a huge eddie issue with freddy krueger in the final moments of the movie throughout the movie you know he doesn't have there really isn't a character of Freddy Krueger except that he is the obvious boogeyman, right? So yeah. he's just this thing that represents 
fear and death. But there's no actual character or story behind this dude or anything that is point blank. We know what this dude's driving force is blatantly. I mean, there kind of is. But anyway, uh, in throughout the movie, he is relatively intelligent and sneaky and a traditional boogeyman horror guy in the movie. And then at the end, once he, the script is flipped, I guess, and he's in reality or he isn't, it's not very clear. But once that happens, he's like a fucking just bumbling idiot. Home alone victim. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, why does a movie fall apart like that? It's so frustrating to me. Yeah, and uh, there's there's other inconsistencies, uh, not not just with Freddy, but well, I think almost all of the adult characters. It's almost every character except Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And Tina. And Tina. Because she lasts, Tina, cause she lasts good five to, seconds. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Seconds. Seven minutes in the movie. <laughs> Um, uh, take, take for example the her mother uh, like who, who like you said should have been way more emotionally invested in what's going on okay so she's a raging alcohol well not raging alcohol but she's an alcoholic okay well she's an alcoholic who goes for no she, reason she goes well you could say like because of she's trying to deal with deal with killing, the divorce uh, you know or the, or killing or the killing of, yeah. killing of Freddy Krueger so you could, yeah. you could put some psychological thing there but you know when she's sober and when she's not it seems to be completely random and she doesn't yeah. it's there's a lot of inconsistencies even with her but you would expect again more um, more attention to that character as the lifeline to Nancy yeah. either she is completely oblivious and unhelpful at all right. you know that's what that's it's an that's easy the, character to write and for some reason they just like they don't commit to either or they 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 they're like they're like cuz i i mean you should just make her drunk all the time or well, give it's her, not even clear if she's drunk or sober yeah well she's point. bad at acting well, yeah, that's why yeah, that's true too well there well to 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 build my point a little bit at the end the reason why she can't get out of the house is because she's drunk on the couch saying i don't know where the key is and so she and then moments later uh, uh-huh. She's in her bed, sober, deciding that she doesn't want to drink anymore. Yeah, it's, it doesn't it's, it's, yeah. make any sense. No, but beyond that, like her death, uh, presumably, um, where yeah. Freddie takes her into the bed, has this. It feels like there's some gravitas there. Like this is like crazy and important that she's dying in this unique fashion. Yeah, and yet there's no. There's no. It's just like that's a no weird. One cares. That, that's a weird thing. Nancy doesn't, she doesn't even act care. like a mom in the movie. There's right. like no emotional weight on her. She doesn't have any kind of story to pay off in that moment. Well, yeah. I, yeah I mean, you're relying on the audience to put too much of a story behind literally everything that's happening in this movie. Because mm-hmm. I, in my version of this movie, she's taking the sacrifice for her daughter. But given the fact that she never gave a fuck about anything else throughout the movie then no, it was why? just happenstance right it was just happenstance right that but died. that's the version that i want to believe in my yeah. head because I, that fills the blanks right. a lot better right. that's a better version of this <laughs> well, i feel i always feel like horror is like i mean like people are always like oh, it's formulaic but i mean like when it is like it's easy like you just make the kids that like sin you kill the, those ones and and it's like it's like if the mom's gonna sin you know then you kill her and then it makes it okay to kill her mm-hmm. uh but, but 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 i think the problem is like the reaction after that because she dies and then like the dad and the daughter in the, one kind of, of the most fantastical weird, ways you could possibly imagine that happening like if two people witnessed yeah. that you'd be blown away that's not how they would react no <laughs> you, you wouldn't be like you wouldn't be like dad I know mom I know you just walked in on mom having a guy on fire on top of her and then she was sucked into a portal of the bed uh, I know that that just happened but can you give me like five like what the, they, they do like some weird embrace and then she's like just go right it's like why no, no. You know what? that's what you, you call all you want mysteries. is your dad yeah, yeah. all you want for the 15 minutes leading up to that is your dad to save you. Right. And then when he's there, you push him away. It doesn't make any sense. It's a bad decision. Yeah. It, it's not logical. Yeah. There is one time where she does show emotion and it's the first time uh, when they're at the police station and she sees her husband 
it's the that is the emotional peak of the mom and dad <laughs> character is yeah. seeing each other in the police station for the first yeah. time yes. after however long but, it's been yeah like are they does he live there anymore or well, i you have you, to i have know? to assume that, that the, the post of freddy krueger fallout is that they can't live together as if like there's like drama there so he can't live with them yeah but why don't they show any of that like why don't they do something because that could that could add like an interesting aspect to the relationship maybe put a little bit more weight on the mother's killing because then you like sympathize with her it's like oh she's drinking because she got divorced she got divorced because she fucking set a guy on fire right uh illegally like they can play that a little bit more to kind of give her a little bit more weight but instead they just ignore it there's so much there's so much like parts of the writing where they're like oh the audience will put it together but why why do you have to why do you want the audience to put it together so it serves no purpose guys can i let you in a little secret what's up uh, we've we've talked about uh, Scream before, and I I think mm-hmm. you know we've talked about a few Wes Craven movies. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't like him. Yeah. I don't I don't I, I think mean, he's I great. Think, I think what I th- and this is kind of where I was driving at with this in the initial part of this conversation is I think he's a better idea man than he is an execution man. Yeah, yeah I agree. Someone needs to like hold his hand and yeah. then make like the actual movie, <laughs> which reminds me. Um, uh, and I had thought to ask this while watching the movie with you guys because I yeah. have not seen it and um, oh, really? you guys have the uh, oh. the remake with a uh, James Earl. What's his name as Freddy Krueger? Uh, I'm gonna have to look at a photo of it to remember it. Yeah, we saw it. Well, we saw it in theaters. Yeah. So that was a while ago. Did it have any kind of? It looks like it didn't uh, affect. It it didn't log. (laughs) Didn't log into your long term memory apparently. uh let me yeah let me yeah like, 2010 Jackie, that was Jackie six Earl years Keelan. ago yeah, sorry yeah, just give me a, like a i'm hot forgetting second. all of that the 2010 one yeah yeah because yeah, like the, honestly like the only remake recently that i remember seeing that i really liked was a uh, halloween like the rob zombie the ones rob are fucking one. killer yeah. yeah those roll well uh let me go back um and and kind of come at this from another angle uh from a, a cinematic um uh well let's put it this way for all of its uh and i can again i can talk about a lot of tremendously excellent things about nightmare on elm street um for all its flaws it is a classic yeah Um, well because it's early it's early it's early like kind of like pop horror i mean it ushered in a bunch of shit like i mean and that's important but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's fucking without fault no um but there is an interesting uh there there's an there's a sort of um I don't know what the word is. Uh, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. What's the opposite of sacrilege when something... I guess there's a sacredness. <laughs> there's a, where you can't attack it? No, there's a... Yeah, there's something about classic movies uh, that are embraced and, and and well-distributed and everybody sort of has a, fonding for, a fondness for them yeah. that uh, they sort of become, um, you know, for all their faults and all their greatness, uh, uh, sacred. Yeah, like, um, and when we talk about fan editing, in some ways, we're talking about chipping away at some of those things that are sacred, or in this case, adding things back to um, the Trying original, to the piece. original idea. Yeah, yeah. and I, I've always, uh, in in this world of fan editing, I've always kind of like there's like this weird balance. Like, there's some movies that I do feel like don't touch it, just leave it alone. Don't ever, don't ever crack it open. Casablanca is perfect. Leave it alone. Don't ever show me a fan. That's edit the one of you it. go to is Casablanca. Yeah, that's an easy one because I think I can get, I can get a I can get a majority of people to agree with me yeah, on that. You can make it not boring. I think 2001 is probably in that field where you just like yeah. don't touch it. It's it's just it's perfect the way it is. Yeah. You're not going to do anything better than what the original is. I'd just say like go, Godfather like, Two or Citizen Kane. But. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Be, in, in those Independence Day, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there is sort of like a a, a a kind of like a sacred quality that we put to classic films. Sure, sure. Um, this edit, uh, but we all have we have to realize like uh, sacred. You know, all these classic films are ultimately co- collab. One, one second, are all collaborations. And uh, at the end, there are things that uh, um, that might might not have been intended in the first place. Go ahead. What's up? Well, this movie, when, because I, I was kind of thinking about this as well. This movie, when I uh, was growing up, was terrifying. Now, 
we've had this conversation before and I think you and I actually like really got into it on the silver bullet, uh, Gary Busey episode around similar, uh, thoughts, uh, which is, is the movie bad? I'm air quoting right, right, right now. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> is, is the movie bad because of what we see now? Like a product of its, Oh, like as, Okay. Like it's oh, yeah, it's yeah, cap yeah, yeah. it's and, like a capsule yeah and it's it isn't great there are things that are like not good about it and yeah. is it bad only because of the things that we see now which I don't necessarily think that modern horror is good I think there's a lot more shit than I, like than this gold. movie is better than a lot of current horror yeah, movies definitely but I don't I just I I have a difficult time like placing like what makes it not great you know what i mean i don't i don't know yeah and I'll, i want to myself very well i want to return to that but uh the the other the, the part of the conversation that this that this movie evoked in me invoked in me one of those words right, right. is um well like for example uh in, in kubrick is a go-to person to talk about guys uh, somebody who could potentially have in a modern era sense made a perfect movie but i remember um eyes wide shut came out and he had there was like a, a screening for it it was i think the premiere and then he ended up editing something like 20 minutes out of that version and then screened it again and then that became the theatrical version that everybody's familiar with and uh i just started thinking like and then there was a question as to whether or not uh he was going to do another round of editing uh, but, but, but he died basically yeah. after that and as uh, so there's a lot of people who talk about eyes wide shut like the the pacing is not as strong as the other kubricks and that it's got a lot of extra uh, extraneous kind of stuff that surely if kubrick had more time he would have he would have shaved it down and made something else um but at the same time and but and on the part of me that's like yeah that must be right uh, but then the other part of me is like but he kind of does what he wants to do and what he leaves there to show people is what he he's intending yeah uh, but anyways the point is is that um i don't think uh um, I, I feel that sort of reverence to to a lot of things, including uh, you know these kind of movies. And when we were watching this edit of Nightmare on Elm Street, I, I kept thinking like, oh man, there's like this uh, uh, this reverence to it. And so this fan editor who's adding things just to to get everybody up to speed. We watched this version that is not a, a cut down, parsed down version of um, Nightmare on Elm Street, but is instead is an extended version that has included all of the looks like all of the deleted and supplemental footage that the guy could get his hands on. Yeah. And uh, not all of it is, is in the same quality. So you notice the quality yeah. drops from one thing to the next. It's much less, it's much more of a, uh, a complete, a, a pre, sort of. yeah, a completest thing, a preservation yeah. thing than it is, um, you know, a, like a reordering and retelling and yeah. Yeah. Or something that's going to replace your disc uh, yeah. in, in, for Nightmare on Elm Street. And I was wondering these scenes, because these scenes that, that come up, well, as soon as they're jarring, well, yeah. they're jarring in a visual sense. Yes. Uh, but they're also, pointless you realize why they're not there because yeah, they're pointless yeah they yeah. really they, you really get to see like okay well they originally filmed this they really had this idea they shot this and they had it all ready to go and not the editing bay yeah the dude's like i don't need this i don't need these we don't seconds. need this i don't seconds. i don't agree i i feel that way about every line of dialogue that is a deleted scene however i think that the because there are two uh additional pieces added on to the uh tina murder and the johnny depp murder and those are awesome and i we talked about it while the movie was playing or right. i mentioned while the movie was playing like right. i was waiting for that drop so yeah. to speak <laughs> because like i know that 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 there are alternate versions of the johnny depp death scene what did i miss in the tina murder that was she, in the extended version she does the same thing that Johnny Depp does where she like falls, she's like standing up and then like falls down and then like plops off the bed and like her arm is like swung over. So it's like a reoccurring image whenever she sees, whenever Nancy sees Tina is like her arms like being flung over. That's right. Which Uh, is interesting. Yeah. Like like a little visual motif. kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But a cop being like, Oh, I'll take my coffee black. Like there's no point. It's fine. Uh, If it rained more quiet, we could hear owls fart. <laughs> yeah, genius. That's a great line. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just kind of it's pointless, but like it, it, it takes you out of it. Like, I mean, watching this edit, like just 
the quality switch just takes you out of it and then I every act- time you see it you're just like it's pointless i actually like that why it's fun it's an interesting thing it you it does take you out from the normal theatrical experience um uh i mean it has to i mean how couldn't it um but it it does uh it it does kind of like it you know trigger that part of your brain that goes oh what what would that have been like if that wasn't there and then you think what would i what did i gain from having those moments Uh, in there and then you're like you do the math you're like well you cut those two out you don't really lose anything yeah i i can see it from that sense for sure um the reason why i liked it though uh I wasn't in love with it. I and I agree with you. I don't think that uh I agree with you, Bezo. I don't think that I would uh say that this should replace anyone's movie, but I think that if you are like a diehard Wes Craven fan or a diehard Nightmare on Elm Street or Freddy fan, this should definitely be something in your collection because it is interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Um why I liked those scenes being uh left as is and inserted into the movie is that recently i would say over the past like four months we've been watching a lot of movies where there's been color correct correction issues and just like fucking around with trying to adjust the the feel of the film Mm -hmm. and it has almost always been a nightmare every time and it's been a real point of contention in our conversations about these films and so I, there aren't better versions of that. Don't try and fix it. Just let it be how it is. You know what I mean? And I appreciate that as jarring as it is. It doesn't bother me that much. Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, again, this is, uh, this is, like you said, it's for the completest, um, to, to have in their library. Um, I did notice, uh, a couple of interesting, there, there was one, maybe two um, uh, additions in this film that that really do kind of change the some of the some of the meat of the original um, one of the one of the exchanges that's in this version that's not in the theatrical cut um, is when she take when the mother takes Nancy down into the basement and gives her the story about Freddy Krueger there is a line in the extended edition where she says you know your friend Tina and and Gret, Rob. Rob and Gret or whatever his name is, the guy yeah. was, yeah. they all had older siblings and they were, and the siblings were killed, including Nancy. Oh, the, yeah. Their siblings were killed originally by Freddy Krueger. That's not in the original. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and then there's, I started thinking like, oh, that's a weird thing that, because that's kind of a cool thing to mm-hmm. think that all these parents, the all of these parents all have kids who've been murdered, you know, they're on yeah. Elm Street. Like that's an interesting thing to bind them. Um, and uh, and then the kids are too young to know. That's an, how does that work? Like, did they have the kids after they were born? And then I'm sorry, like, then they said, then there's another deleted scene uh, where they're talking in the graveyard about how 10 years ago they were talking about Freddy Krueger. Uh, which is not in the theatrical cut, but is in this one. And I'm like, okay, now I'm trying to do the math. Like, okay, it wouldn't well, work. Well, 10 years ago, they would have been six years old. And surely at six years old, you would have fucking known if you had an older brother or sister. And if they got murdered. Yeah, yeah you would definitely murdered, right. So you would have to, like, to, to make this timeline work, maybe you have to delete that one scene from the graveyard or you have to delete the scene from the, uh, from the you know, the explanation of the, of the siblings getting killed. Like, there's, somebody looked at that problem and said, we have to fix this because it's not making any sense i feel like that is brought up in other in sequels though oh i didn't know that i i feel like it is but i don't i don't know for sure yeah uh yeah i agree i i actually yeah i like those lines i just wish that the time would have been better Mm, the mm. timing didn't really make sense but i mean maybe something I don't know. Maybe the 10 years was referring to someone digging into that story or something. But again, mm. there's just not enough information happening in this movie for it. You just and, have to fill in so much. And what's own. crazy is that that scene in the graveyard where they're talking about Freddy Krueger and it's been 10 years and blah, blah, blah. That just goes to show that the adults know what's going yeah. on. And yet they still are hopelessly inept about doing anything yeah. about it for the rest of the movie. So I, I understand that scene being completely removed. There's like mm-hmm. a lot of things too. Like I was, I was listening as like someone was talking about movies and they were talking about like, um, uh, like placing the characters within like a city. So, like, if a movie was filmed here, right, and like in Austin, 
and you know the city, so when you're watching the movie, you're you're placing all the areas in your head where they are, naturally, as you would do. Uh, if someone walks into a cafe down south and then walks out of the cafe somewhere up north, it, you're it's gonna it's gonna confuse your brain. You're going to be like, this doesn't work. Like, even though it's, you know, it's a movie, you're supposed to suspend your disbelief, blah, blah, blah. But it still takes you out. And there's things that will take you out of a movie. And and one thing that I feel like happened in this movie that it's just bad writing. I mean, like that is just bad location filming, scouting or filming or whatever. Uh, like in this, when she's like, oh, you, I have 20 minutes. Dad, wake me up in 20 minutes. And then she builds nine traps. Like it's just something and, and talks to her mother. And she still has 10 minutes left and after she, she does changes her clothes again for the fifth time. For that the fifth night. time. And it's just like things like that. Like just don't set a real timeline. Like don't be like 20 minutes and then have them do all this shit because it it's like small things like that that'll take you out of spatial awareness that that i feel like really affects a film and makes it shitty and i feel like that's a big one in this i mean like it's small things like that that really make it you're right and the every single time a movie does that like it, it takes me down and it's gonna it takes so much more to get me right to get me back where for I no was reason for the thing for no reason I for, had, right i had that happen with the uh bathtub scene which is iconic and a great i love that scene it's really uh-huh. cool and interesting mm-hmm. and disgusting uh but the mom knocks on the door uh while uh, nancy is in the bathtub and she said i've heated up some warm milk for you honey mm-hmm. you heated up warm milk like you had you have a specific jug of milk that is consistently warm all of the time and then you took some of that and heated it up yeah well, how long does that milk last you in a that's week like, like, that's like the i toasted yeah. the toast you know kind well, of thing sorry. Yeah, yeah yeah sorry i kicked ethan's microphone well uh no but you that that that's a it, it, well what i thought you what you were going to bring up actually is okay so she has this thing where she almost drowns in the water yeah. because freddie drops her down you see like the cool thing and everyone and then she gets out and the mom's like what happened he's like oh i just kind of slipped that mom should have been like yeah. didn't just slip tell me what happened yeah you know your warm milk your your heated up <laughs> Not, warm milk is on that. your bed yeah. and like uh take the the death of uh of tina um there's <laughs> blood all over the ceiling yeah right like yeah surely somebody like in the police department is going okay look we can maybe guess that this guy killed the girl yeah. but how the fuck did he get the blood on the ceiling can yeah. we get some explanations here no especially no. since we don't have any we don't have murder weapons we don't have fingerprints we don't have yeah you know like there's a lot of que- there's a lot of blood to, add to, to ask for right <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and, and 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 it's also mixed with acid and leaking through the ceiling like uh, that's a different. Uh, that's a different death I don't scene, care. But that's the I same. Think, thing, it's the same concept. Yeah, it's the same concept. Meaning, like these, the deaths are so. You know what it is? Well, I don't know if this is what it is per se because I haven't read the screenplay. But uh, I, I sometimes imagine like characters reacting to something as if they didn't just see what we just saw. Yeah. And I think like sometimes the the screenplay makes it sound like it's this, but then the the visual effects guys like fuck you, I'm gonna make it look like this. Yeah. And then like the screenplay doesn't catch up, like the characters yeah. don't realize what they quote unquote saw. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to hard to excuse it. Yeah. For this it's one. like it's like the writer director is the same guy. Yeah. Come like on. reads like the screenplay is like is like uh, a holocaust happens right in front of them. Nine million people die, and. Uh, Cindy looks confused. (laughs) That's not the right reaction. It's almost like the screenplay said, like, uh, you know, uh, there's these four claw marks that appear on her body and blood is going over the bed. Not she... you know, Matt Explode. explodes with blood and flies to the <laughs> ceiling and is trying to crawl, you know, on the ceiling, like uh, what we actually got. But again, uh, again, that's Wes Craven's fault for not backing up and uh, giving the characters feeling like they're in that space. Yes. I have a question. Uh, we're, I know you were there for sure. And this has been bothering me the entire time we were watching the movie. Didn't we just talk about nightmare on Elm street? Not too long ago, because I was talking about how Freddy Krueger, where or at what point in time it he became synonymous with being a pedo 
You were there yeah. for sure, but were you no, part of that conversation? Sound, that I, don't, I don't remember. Well, recently, this came up, like within the within the last month. He's a pedo in the remake. Uh, I guess, but I think that he's a pedo sooner than that. Like, I think he's a pedo in like the other versions. And watching this, I was like, I still get that vibe from him. Oh yeah, uh, totally. So they're not like coming out and saying it, but like, because I said, oh, God, I wish I could remember the context, but yeah. I, I know that I was talking. You were there, and I know I was talking with someone else, and I was like, "Well, Freddy Krueger is a pedo," and they were like, "No, no, he just like Kills murdered kids." And I was like, "Okay, well, after he had sex with them, yeah." yeah. I'm like, "No, he's a pedo for sure." Like, do you not get that vibe? Like, what do yeah. you think that he's a pedophile? You know the the only sense. No, I don't. Uh, but now that you bring it up, I can kind of see where the massage is for that. Meaning- what about the licking in the glove in the vagina? And then, well, not just that, but the shot uh, that I would secure it for me is uh, is when she takes off her shirt in front of the closet when nobody else is around. It's just a camera shot and it's clear that the director is trying to make a sexual um, undertone here. He's not going to show your titties because it's like 17 year old titties. That's just wrong. <laughs> but it's going to be playing to the, to the sexuality of her mm-hmm. in an unnecessary sense and that does sort of kind of uh, go with that theme. Thread through. Yeah, yeah. with that. So now that you say yeah. that I feel like some of those those things do kind of click in like that's an intended theme that the director is trying to yeah. convey and not just well that would look creepy if the fucking thing came out from between her legs while she's in the bed which it does that shit I mean I get creeped out thinking about that that's, <laughs> yeah, a good, yeah, that's yeah. A good, one of those good you know things that sticks to you um, but other than that um, I mean obviously you know stereotypically guy who's like fascinated with kids we just default to pedophile so yeah. I mean he has to be if he's dragging him down to the basement but like that part where like cause she is underage and she's talking on the phone when it's not plugged in and then the bottom the half of the receiver out. turns into a mouth like yeah. that's gross yeah yeah you're right you're right it is gross <laughs> ew yeah the new one and the little girls too the little jump rope girls i mean yeah. I, I guess he's killing kids but i just feel like you don't just kill kids you know what i mean yeah i yeah. don't know yeah like it says it says look if like, you know when this guy became a pedo if you're a yeah, listener out know. there go ahead and tweet <laughs> at donna underscore bourgeois yeah. i i think any, i think if you help you hold to that um interpretation i don't think anybody could could, could tell you wrong um, well someone yeah. was like very angry with me whoever i had this conversation with was like no like that's ridiculous like i was tarnishing the good name of <laughs> freddy, freddy krueger <laughs> the child murderer <laughs> by calling by, yeah yeah. <laughs> Look, I, lady, he killed 20 kids, but he's not a fucking pedophile. <laughs> also, he's a fictional character. Yeah, right. like, but, why do you I feel... Mean, why do you shop at Hot Topic so much that you <laughs> feel such an allegiance to Freddy Krueger? <laughs> I, I do want to talk, you know, I said earlier um, about how I think the the parts, uh, the sum is less than the parts. And uh, one of the, the great, great conceits here is Freddy Krueger himself. And all the interesting doors that that allows to open from a, from a cinematic standpoint. Um, first off, Okay, classic horror, right? Because we have like the Halloween, the, the 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 monster character who's coming to kill whomever. But because it's set in this dream world, you get horror slash, um, uh, like you get magic horror with it. You know, because you mm-hmm. get like it's like ghost stories kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. you don't just get the horror movie; you get the ghost stuff. So, like the bodies, you know, flying against the ceiling that we see. Yeah, we it's see fine. Being dragged without seeing who's dragging them. The yeah. rope, like coming and strangling somebody without, you know, like it's yeah, all. You yeah, get the, yeah. It's like like serious horror. It's like a ghost ghost story stuff. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's tie it, it ties in perfectly with this uh, the slasher killer kind of genre. Yeah, uh, and then. Uh, layering on top of that is you get um the the fact that he gets you while you're asleep and you can't not fall asleep you can't outrun that shit you yeah. can't you can't outthink it you can't uh you, you can't out coffee it like yeah, yeah it will catch up with you yeah and then it's only a matter of time that, that you have to face it and mm-hmm. I, that's that's such a great 
uh, it's a good premise. It's a great premise. Uh, it's a great premise because, like, uh, like take Michael Myers for example. He yeah. has to actually have to walk his dumb ass up to you wherever <laughs> you are. Like, as long as you keep a good pace, yeah, you're, you're good. You're good. But you know, at some point, you're gonna have to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's a great movie monster idea. Um, I love how they shot Freddy in this movie. Like it, it, in the later incarnations of the Freddy series, like they they put him in light so you can get a really good yeah, sense yeah. of what his flesh tones is yeah, and everything. Yeah. It doesn't look. He's good. always hidden in this. It's great. It's much better to hide him in, yeah. in really dark shadows with just a little bit of a light to give yeah, him a glistening yeah. kind of feel to it. So it's all like. What do you think about when he does like the arm extension thing? I was <laughs> just thinking about like, how angry f- that makes. Oh, me. I love that shot, and I'll really? tell you why. And it's better in the theatrical than it is in this one. And, and the reason is is that in this one he has like a little line of dialogue and then you see him like doing like a little wavy of his hands and then, yeah. the, then the shot of him with his arms all sticking out in the original um, after that opening opening credit sequence where he's making the glove um, the very first time you see Freddy is that arm shot already almost already completely extended out and so the very first thing you see is this extremely exaggerated version of this thing and it's like it's it's like that great visual uh, uh, to be that first thing and again it ties right into this whole thing that it's not just horror you got this ghost thing going on because we're in a dream world yeah, yeah. I, I like that I like the framing of that I like that scene and I think it's interesting my problem with it is that there's not enough of that. Why, if it is... I well, mean, his face falls off. Right, and that's cool, but that's like seconds after that scene. Like, there's not enough of this, like, fantasy of him being able to do whatever he wants. Yeah. It's his reality, right? So, like, he's it's his domain. He's the one that can control what's happening in these dream worlds. So, why isn't he using more of those things, you know? I, I, I think that what's great about the whole dream world thing is that the rules you can't put like it's sort of like you know your rules that you put on would be different from mine would be different from ethan's about how we think this should all work um and uh there's a there's an allowance of flexibility uh i like that he is a tormentor and he knows you can't outrun him so he fucks with you while he's trying to go, go after you, whether it's chopping off his fingers in front of it, it's cutting himself open, watching the maggots spill mm-hmm. out, uh, you know, uh, what all the stuff that he does, and he does more of that. And that's what, unfortunately, is like they turn in the later in, in the later movies, like he becomes, you know, a joke, like a comical version of that. When that's really what it's supposed to be is him, uh, you know, intimidating? He, being intimidating and exercising the joy of torment yeah. and not just being like a joker character right i mean i understand that's what happens with it i feel like there's definitely a fine line with it but i feel like this is like too top heavy with it and then it just kind of loses itself as the movie goes on like you start with such a strong thing like the extension of the arms and then like minutes later in the same transaction Mm -hmm. you have him with the melting face off right and then he's scratching himself like in the next time that he's on screen it's just it's weird how quickly that dissolves and i'd like to see more of that peppered out throughout i I understand what you're saying because you know in the second act and even in the third that kind of activity seems to go away gone yeah yeah yeah. um uh but all, all and then okay so adding on top of that then, then because it only because it's a dream thing like again going back to this genius of the conceit is of course only a few people can see it yeah you know so like in a ghost movie kind of sense where you're trying to convince somebody look at all this crazy shit's happening well, i don't believe you i don't believe you yeah. well if it's happening in a dream no wonder like there's a lot of suspicion and doubt whether these other characters are going to come on board so again that plays right into a typical movie uh, structure horror structure where some characters kind of get at what's going on earlier and others have to be have to learn in later and there's conflict and problems as a result of that um figuring out process mm-hmm. um and uh, and then again, because it's and then you're twisting fantasy and dream world. Uh, then I love how the movie uh, in the original and even in this one doesn't commit to whether or not the ending is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's a dream, yeah, you or get not. that with Carrie too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Carrie, the first one. The first one. I mean, Carrie uh, also, not okay. Carrie too. <laughs> yeah. uh, However, that is how Carrie two starts <laughs> in the dream sequence. Yeah, oh. it's a it's a like starts literally right where the first one ended. Mm, mm. 
Um, I, I do wish, though, that Kruger did represent something very specific to um, to Nancy's character so that when she turns his back on him, that has a lot more subtextual resonance as yeah. to why that... Because it doesn't really him. matter. You have to like think about it, and it's like, oh, yeah, she's ignoring him. That's why... Yeah, but she's like, I'm not going to give you my energy. Then she turns around and looks at him like, fuck you, and you're going to go... And then it's like, well, you just gave him some energy right there. I just yeah, saw yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> That's really daring what you're doing there. Yeah. So uh, there's a little bit of... Uh, you know like I, it's sort of like trying to create rules you know and uh, yeah. we want the movie to play to those rules as much as possible but the rules don't really make too much sense no but you know within the confines of what it presented you know if it's going to have the conversation on the bridge with Johnny Depp about how these ancient people controlled the dreams then then you're introducing that as a potential thing for the characters to work out with yeah. and uh, it, it honors it in one way and then violates it in another and it's kind of it feels like a cheap ending unfortunately well, that's it, why I like to think that they're dead yeah I mean it's because it's a wishy-washy movie yeah it's None just these like, people deserve to live <laughs> yeah I mean I I I like the last scene but I imagine them to be dead like in my head because mm-hmm. I'm like oh they're dead do you think they're dead uh, I never, I never really thought. I thought it was just an interesting, twisty kind of movie ending that left people uh, not really satisfied, not really unsatisfied, but just kind of again, kind of leaning into this idea of uh, what's real and what's not, and yeah. be kind of just kind of do what you want to think, what you want to think on it. I wasn't committed one way or the other. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, and, I mean, I don't know. I, I like the ending. I don't mind it, and I like, I like when they always do like the. Like the like kind of like hologrammy colors, like when he disappears and it's like turns like white and blue. It yeah, it's like a very sealer kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. What fifty? Uh, <laughs> uh, and so like uh, I like that, and it happens like when people get sucked into the bed, it does the same like kind of like it looks like a TV mm-hmm, sort of mm-hmm. color. That's cool. uh, I like Candyman. Yeah, Candyman's you know, a great movie. Candy Man's good. Oh, dude, it's so um, good. I, 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 like, I remember Virginia. What's her name in it? Yeah, and uh, like if I'm gonna go for a horror movie around this time period, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw is great, dude. Those yeah. sounds alone. Yeah. I I don't know what I I'm more I guess I'm more audio than I am visual maybe uh-huh. is what i'm learning about myself well, I, today. I think i think he is super spooky too like his movement is yeah I but mean, the camera sound is yeah. like chilling like yeah. that is so and the door yeah in texas chainsaw oh and just like, the filming like it it's like they like are running with the camera so it's all shaky yeah, and you mm-hmm. get it's his disorienting and it's, it's, an, it's a, like it's an easy story it's like this dude is just a fucking creep that right. lives in the basement of this hick town mm-hmm. and fucking kids get there and they all get chased by him right like it's it's so I like simple the remake too i, I, I like care. i like every version you of can it tweet at me about that <laughs> I like I like every I like every version of it. I think it's a great concept. Isn't there a Matthew McConaughey version? Uh, that's the that's a way late one. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's okay. a it's a sequel. Okay, yeah, <laughs> Renee yeah. Selweger too. Yeah, we yeah, should yeah, watch. Yeah. Did anyone do an edit of those? I, wouldn't surprise I, th- me. I think that there are some, yeah. yeah. I like House of a Thousand Corpses is of the same vein, and I, I like yeah, that but not movie of the, as well. I thought we were talking around like eighties. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying like the, a similar like aesthetic, and I bet mm. there's a fan edit probably of like House of a Thousand Corpses or something. Uh, again, wouldn't surprise me if there was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is so much watch, earlier too because it's seventy four. You should watch Candy. Candy. I would like to see Candyman again. You haven't watched Candyman? Yeah, yeah. I, in fact, I had put that uh, on a movie night um, suggestion at some point. Ooh, I, that movie just is fell scary. Apart. Yeah. And it's very similar to this where it's like a weird like shaman kind of vibe where it's like mysticism is like the overarching theme, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I remember that movie very specifically because it was the first uh, <laughs> of, if I could be PC, uh, um, ghetto horror you know like it was in like the slums set in the slums of this city uh and uh you didn't get and then after that you would start to see some you know you would see a lot of like different kinds of movies mimicking that theme but it was the first one that i recognized yeah as being something of a a, oh that's an interesting little micro genre of this horror film that one's i wouldn't really classify it as that personally because i would say that like a ghetto like a ghetto horror film 
would be like leprechaun in the hood or like dracula in the hood i think those are all the i think those all post date after Candyman. Yeah, yeah they do duh but i mean i'm saying that those are more like in line with like traditional like friday like the friday series or like uh this is whatever so south yeah. central stuff. I know, I, it no, 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 is you're kind getting, of you're but. getting in the, a different yeah yeah i see where you're, I, I understand what you mean by that and 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 in the same vein, like uh, Candyman might be the best version of those kinds of that of that genre. Yeah, okay. I don't think so. I don't. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's separate maybe I'm of mis- those. Maybe I'm misremembering what it was. I haven't seen it in twenty years. Maybe because it's. I don't. I still think it has like a white agenda. I guess is the difference that I feel with it. Okay. Like I still feel like. I don't know. I okay. just. I don't know. All right. I'll have to revisit it. Maybe. Oh, really? So by, of the, I think of the '80s films. I was just thinking, like, I, I like Sleepaway Camp more than I like. Oh, dude, Sleepaway Camp. So I like good. Sleepaway Camp more than I like Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh my god! That, that needs to be on the to-do. Uh, yeah. Yes. Can yeah. we all watch it together? Yeah, we should. Oh my I, I can't god! Believe, you've never seen Sleepaway Camp? Nope. If you it's, want, it's if you kitschy want, and it's a slasher. Do not look anything up about it. Yeah, don't look anything. What I can do is I can. I can I can insert Gary Busey into like three seconds of it, and then we can watch it <laughs> in the Gary Busey massacre. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll just maybe we'll just do an episode well, of just fun horror. We'll just talk fun horror. We could do that. That would be fun. I thought we were gonna do a Japanese movie once my random box yeah. of miscellaneous Japanese yeah. horror DVDs gets here. I think that is probably like one of my more favorite like early eighties horror it's films. So weird. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so good. That, I think that might be one of my because Texas Chainsaw, I guess, is probably too early to compare to these ones. Could right? Be. Because it's like ten years before this. And it's a, it's not eighties. It doesn't feel eighties. No, it doesn't. Yeah, Texas uh, Chainsaw is closer like to Hills Have yeah. Eyes, yeah. which is from the same time yeah. period. And by Wes Craven also. So yeah. Yeah. interesting. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of good horror movies, guys. Watch them all. <laughs> so um so the the editor who did this uh, fan edit is called Dr. Sapperstein. Um, he has a ton of edits that are available all in the ho- in the horror genre, most of which are foreign films. So that might be appeal hmm. to you, Donna. Like what? Uh, you know what? Because they're all foreign films, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Uh, Do you not watch a lot of like horror, foreign horror? I really don't. Damn. No, no, I'm I, I'm ethnocentric. If it's not American, <laughs> I want all my films made in America. Jesus oh Christ! <laughs> oh, speaking of which, Nacho had another uh, movie at fantastic fest who did nacho the dude that did the there was one of his movies was in the time continuum or whatever the the, the constitution the one that that the the one that you you saw the one that you saw crimes yeah no 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 no, no, fuck it's about a it's a loop it's a loop where a guy didn't like it because he was a guy it's like in spanish crimes is that what it's called yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, well he had a new movie out everyone loved it well, everybody loved Time Crimes, too. I so. want to see this one, though. It looks dope. Yeah. Ian Hathaway's in it. Yeah. If you like that. I do like that. Yeah. I don't. I like those. <laughs> uh, Gross. Yeah. I'm curious what else we'll do this month. Uh, okay. Just, wait. Sorry to derail that. So, he has yeah. a bunch of foreign So, he has a bunch movies. of foreign mo- And all of his uh, edits are available on his blog. So, if you just Google Dr. Saperstein, that's S-A-P. I-R-S-T-E-I-N, I believe. Uh, you can find his stuff. You can find this edit, the, his 25-year uh, remake um, or re, you know special extended edition of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Um, he also has on there the uh, his fan edit of um, a New Nightmare, which I did a, an episode on, um, uh, which is the last, it's kind of the last of the Freddy movies before he starts doing Scream. And it, it, it takes place in a world where the Freddy Krueger movies exist and the actors are all, you know, real people. So it's like a meta. It starts to get to that meta Scream. You can see like the seeds of what would be Scream uh, in that movie. Yeah. And his uh, one of the things that he does really terrifically with that edit is he really goes out of his way to make it feel like it's, a, it's really a part of the original franchise with a lot of rescoring, a lot of color correcting that's done well, yeah. uh, a lot of uh, removing of, of scenes that don't work and a bunch of other stuff. It, it, honestly, if, you, if anybody's interested in doing a double feature, you watch the theatrical cut of Nightmare on Elm Street and then watch uh, his version of New Nightmare. Okay. Uh, I think those re- I think those two really complement each other because they have very similar structures and very similar narratives. And, huh. um, and with his 
touch it it feels like a a, a worthy addition to that franchise mm. um there's a lot of good stuff that he's done and uh, you can all check it out yeah and but this one i'm okay this one is uh if you're a collector if you're a nightmare on elm street uh, nut if you're a completist uh, this this is the one you 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 should get this one. Yeah. Um, it is. But not, if you're just leisurely watching, no, don't don't uh, don't invite your friends over to you know. Hey, let's watch a scary movie and then put this in. This is not what this is. This is much yeah. more academic. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Than it is uh, a, a complete uh, a th- film experience. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But in that sense, uh, if that's what you're looking for, it is terrific. Yeah, and also fuck you, nerd. <laughs> yeah fuck you nerd <laughs> fuck you nerd if you're the nerd that's like oh that sounds good yeah. go watch it. I don't think it was bad yeah. I, I enjoyed it yeah but it. why are you gonna be a, like a Nightmare on Elm Street completist I don't know people be com- love be a completist about people cool. obviously love Nightmare on Elm Street because a guy fought me about <laughs> well, fucking Freddy pretty- being a pedo or not which he is okay yeah, he is it's fair yeah. I mean especially if like the movie got like kind of re- like a, a rewrite when they read it in like 2003 or whatever. And he is a pedo in that one. Yeah. There's a like rapist. three million different fucking versions of Freddy. There are so many incarnations yeah. of Freddy from this movie to the, now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Including like the Freddy vs. Jason series. I also I'm, think he was like a cartoon in something <laughs> before too. So like robot chicken. One I, of them. He think, is a pedo for I think, sure. I think Robert England has just changed his name to Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I saw him at a comic con. I was at once. Oh really? That yeah. seems like a rare spot. I know right? Dude whatever. <laughs> He seems like a nice guy. He does. Yeah. He seems to really love his fans too. Yeah. That's you cool because that that kind of shit can That's like cool. you can imagine somebody like just getting really sort of fed up with that. But motherfuckers made nine movies, ten <laughs> movies as Freddy Krueger. You know, yeah, he's yeah. cashing he's those paychecks, so you better up. show up. He's brought on as like a consultant and shit for a lot of horror movies and stuff yeah. too. So yeah. I mean, he's made a career out of it. Yeah, I don't know. It's not my favorite franchise. I agree. No, yeah. but the, like I said, the ideas, man, are really strong. How Wait. well they can keep continue to execute that with the others, not so great. But the, this first one has a lot of pieces that um, come really close to fitting. It, it's it's still, it's still. Um, I, I I feel like with those problems that we've been talking about, are those? I feel like are those problems that he was okay with because he felt he was trying to scare teenagers. Probably, or did he? Did he not really think that they were problematic, and he was just inept in in selling a better a better version of the movie? I just think he's kind of inept because I don't think that this is an issue that's unique to this film or this period in time in his career. Mm-hmm. I I have seen these issues consistently in all of his movies, mm. including the more recent ones. I just don't. I don't think he's that great. Yeah. It's I'm I'm sorry he said, you know, his this movie brought me joy at one point <laughs> in my life, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he's great. Uh, uh yeah, like I said, better he's, idea man than he was a, a yeah, director. Totally. Yeah. I just think it's like entry level kind of stuff. I don't know. You would think a good script rewrite or at least somebody looking over his shoulder be like, I don't know. Mm, it was kind of shit yeah. stupid. I don't know, but he might just be like some sort of weirdo. But then at the same time, we see knows. the deleted scenes that were taken out and you look at those and you go, yeah, that little moment there, you didn't need that. Yeah. I see. Okay. So somebody did some work here. I don't know if that was him. Maybe that was yeah. the editor who said, I'm going to cut this up. Maybe that was a studio yeah. who said, I'm going to cut this up because this isn't, uh, you know, we don't need this little moment here. Who knows? It's like a common problem in like 80s cinema though. Just like dumb shit. I have one more <laughs> like question. Dumb problems. Yeah, go ahead. Freddy or Jason? Oh, you Jason. I like Jason. Uh, Freddy for me. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Jason. I'm gonna go because Jason goes to space. <laughs> and that's just tight <laughs> as fuck. Jason probably also goes to the hood. <laughs> I think Freddie goes to the hood too. You know, I think everyone goes to the hood I at think some point. Everybody in their who's career. Had, I don't know why paranormal activity didn't go to the hood. <laughs> it did kind of with the marked ones, which was Ooh, not yeah. technically uh yeah, marked ones sucked. Yeah. Yeah. That was no, hilarious. that one was dope. Are you kidding me? I mean they're all dope, but it's not Marked nice. one was better than uh the 3D one. Which was the last one? I don't remember any of them. You know, there is there is a fan edit. Uh, speaking of Jason, that I've been wanting to watch, um, but I've also been kind of wondering if I could talk you guys into watching it. 
Oh uh, yeah, it's probably going to be really hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, like, no, no, no. Like, if anything's been proven in yeah. the past, it's, it's that we're very first off, first off, the editor is Last Survivor, who we've done, watched a few of his edits and we've enjoyed them. Um, he did a a looks like a, mo- a massive project of merging Halloween one two and H two O. Ooh, I I'm like down. H2O. Two hours and forty minutes. I'm yeah, down. That's down. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm okay. I don't yeah. Know. Maybe watch it on the oh Friday or Saturday night, and then record the next day. Yeah, okay. Okay. we'll do it. We'll do it. Right. Yeah, I'm down. We gotta do it for this month though. So that's coming up, folks. If you want to watch ahead, watch it because it's obviously going to take a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's a three-hour movie. Yeah, carve out an afternoon. Yeah, for carve the, out for an afternoon. all the Halloween. Watch you out. Possibly. We'll bring out. The, we'll I bet your brother would too. like to watch that. Yeah, we'll bring up that. Uh, we'll, we'll do an episode on that coming up. Yeah. Okay. So keep an eye out. In the meantime, we're going to wrap this one up. Thank yeah. you, Donna. You want to do some plugs real quick? Sure. Uh, you can follow me and tweet at me about when you believe Freddy Krueger became a pedophile uh, at Donna underscore bourgeois. And you can also listen to my show on Body Tape International. Uh, the show is called Mountain Dude vs. Dorito Girl. Yeah, we talk about video games. Uh, yeah, you follow me on Twitter at X34ERB. Uh, say hi. Um, listen to FCC Presents and it's up by now um the listening room with joey zimmerman make sure to google with joey zimmerman because there is like nine listening room shows <laughs> but it's uh it's a live show it's our first uh, like a live show that's like it's a live storytelling show in a coffee shop it's really cool with comedians with comedians with and it's, it's really funny and yeah. great so check it out all right and this is Biza signing off with feature this podcast thank you for listening and we will catch you on the flip side Yo yo. Bye. Oh. Wait, what did you want to do? I'll leave it in. Okay. okay I just wanted to say, I, I, I thought about it like six times. I was like, I'll just think of it later. <laughs> poster on Nightmare on Elm Street. Police? No, the po- the poster of Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, I yeah. thought you meant the poster the, in your there's room. There's a police poster. I would yeah. say, <laughs> Thank I, th- you. I think that poster, I would put that in probably the best movie poster I've ever seen. Yeah, nah, it's a really it's good, good one. It's the Texas Chainsaw one. That it's a really good poster. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Signing off. Bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>